Never miss a single podcast by signing up for our newsletter at myfeminineheart.com. Welcome back to another podcast of My Feminine Heart. We have blessed in the studio with Angela Stever, our Every Girl Friday concierge <laughs> service. Um, Angela is our international business expert. Um, I almost <laughs> I almost went for the B word again. <laughs> like as our joke. Um, so she's she's our biz spurt, and uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> getting a little giddy um but yeah angela she's worked around the world she has done cold calls she's done personal assisting she's an executive assisting she has been the top four saleswoman of sex toys in the united <laughs> states she's lived in hong kong australia america and here our angela as an angel used to work in an employment agency and she helped not only did she help people get hired she helped transgender people get hired in offices and factories and and with companies that had never been before hired out transgender people they might have had trans people they didn't know but they had never experienced that culture in the workplace so you have you have worked with people through their transition process Mm -hmm. you've worked with them on their resumes on their interview skills Mm -hmm. and not only how to get them in a job but how to keep the job right like you, you polish the diamond in the rough. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, Angela, for anybody who is looking to get help getting hired, she can consult with you. Mm-hmm. Any p- employer who is looking to be a little more diverse um, or hire diversity in the workplace, you can help with that. Yep. And uh, for anybody who just needs help, she can personal assist, she can executive assist. You can hire packages with her where you hire her. Like, I've got amazing Angela for three hours a month. And I know for those three hours, you might help with an employment search or pick up dry cleaning mm-hmm. or, you know, work with fleets of vehicles and do all different kinds of things like event planning. Yeah. Um, all kinds of things. Yep. And uh, so you are, you are, you are that girl Friday. You are the, any, any girl that you could need help with. Right. Um, but you know, I'm so passionate about having you on here and helping people who they want to live their most authentic self mm-hmm. and they really want to be employed and make money right. as their most authentic self. So what would you say? Step one, somebody needs a job. What's step one? Uh, you need a resume. Okay. Uh, and resumes <laughs> have changed <laughs> the entire interview process. Like we're talking Austin's casted her last one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I I started my business when I graduated college. Um, been a long time mm-hmm. since I've I've written a resume. Right. Uh, you're telling me Times New Roman's out the door. It's out the door. And it's <laughs> like, so we talked in our in our last podcast. We prefaced this that fonts have changed. Literally, I'm still imagining now for a small business, this may still be true, but for the big business, I'm still imagining people are sending in paper resumes Mm -hmm. and that you're saying Times New Roman wouldn't work on a paper resume because of the apps and software people use. And you're like, no, dummy. It's because they're submitted digitally. (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is why I bring our top experts and Angela Stevers, one of our top experts onto this show, because I have no idea what in heck I'm talking about. Like I'm, I'm just holding the mic. (laughs) 
So Angela, as as me, as somebody who could help somebody get employed in 1998, could mm-hmm. you please tell us how to write a resume in 2020? <laughs> like what the I'll deal is? Okay. So first, <laughs> I don't let's... know if there's any help in UK. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank God, thank God, I'm at least like self-employed. But you know, I tell you what, if I ever like have to go back into that workforce, I'm calling you first. Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right. So you, as somebody who's worked in employment, you've helped people get hired. Number one. Working on the resume. Yeah. No more Times New Roman. Why? Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. You could do a Times Roman if you were if you were doing snail mail. A snail mail. Yeah, like if you were walking into it. Like if I was hiring somebody. Yes. Like if somebody came to me to be hired and I'm just sitting with you one on one and I only have three resumes to look at and I'm looking right. at it with my own eyeballs. Yeah, Times Roman's fine. Yeah. But nowadays in 2020, <laughs> people are applying for um, jobs online. Okay, so they literally go to the site, put their resume in or upload it and hit submit. Mm-hmm. And that goes, it doesn't go to the hiring manager's desk. It goes through their applicant tracking system. And, it, and there's a, it's ATS, right? Yes, applicant ATS. Tra- yeah, okay. Applicant tracking system. And that's a program that hiring man, especially the bigger companies, um, it's a program that they use that reads through all those resumes and job applications so that the hiring manager um, doesn't need to because, you know, they're getting hundreds, sometimes thousands of, of resumes. And oh, they wow. don't have time to sit and open those because they don't come in the mail. So my guess is there are some key things yes. that you're going to help us that a, a software is automatically going to eliminate a resume before it even well, gets in front of somebody. Well, that's Times Roman. Okay, so <laughs> Times Roman. Yeah. And so why, why do they hate Times? Okay, because if you look at Times, and I don't have an example with me, um, but it has those little um, bits that go up at the ends and it makes it look real pretty. Um, mm-hmm. And so this would be a bad font also. Like a very curly, scripty font. Yes, Mm -hmm. because the computer, the tracking system can't read it. It gets confused by these little curls. So for anybody who's listening and not watching, (laughs) the the font she's saying that's horrible is the logo for my (laughs) (laughs) favorite So that's what Angela's pointing to. It's beautiful, but just don't put it on your resume. Don't make your resume. So the the fonts that you want to be using are um, Calibri um, or Arial. It's Mm -hmm. very um, clear so that the tracking system can read it very easily. And then that's the point. Um, Now, just backtracking a little bit, because so many employees use tracking systems or use online, um, you could go back to the old-fashioned way and actually mail something. There's a good chance in this society that that would make it in front of Ooh. the hiring person because people are not doing that right now. Well, you know, and you and, and I... And that would make you stand out. You and I have been in the business <laughs> world for, a, for long enough mm-hmm. that when we started in the business world, junk mail, physical junk mail, right. pre-email, mm-hmm. was how a lot of companies advertised. Right. And then email became really popular right. as a mm-hmm. free way for companies to spam potential customers. Right. But then we all, as a society, started getting overrun mm-hmm. with junk email. So then what do we Which do? We don't open it. We just delete. Them. And that was that's the resurgence of junk mail. Right. Printers are all over it. They're like, nobody gets postcards in the mail anymore advertising a business. No, so as a hiring manager, imagine if it plops on your desk this very nice handwritten envelope. Mm-hmm. You Don't you love getting mail? I love getting mail. I love getting yeah. mail. So you see a, a nice handwritten envelope. You open it up. It has a nice handwritten cover letter, and then it has this beautifully typed resume. Yeah, it's probably going to get you noticed. Okay, and um, I'd like to add something to that, like... like so this is jumping ahead of the game because we haven't finished talking about, you know, a, a, a resume. 
I am such a fan of thank you notes. Oh, absolutely. I actually, I do a lot of public speaking mm -hmm. to young people. Like I go in and I talk about, you know, having a career in photography, starting your own business to mm -hmm. high schoolers. Um, and one of the things that I tell them is nobody writes thank you notes anymore. If you want to be set apart, you take the time to thank you, even if it's a thank you email. And what's always interesting is I teach this in the classes that I speak to mm -hmm. is um, the students who follow up because I always have yes. just a few students of a, of a room of 20 or 30, maybe two or three, will send me a follow-up email thanking me for my time mm -hmm. or a follow-up thank you note. And I remember those names. And then those children very smartly will then come to me saying, I'm looking for help to starting my career. I need an internship. Can you help me with that? A thousand percent, those are the kids that are going to get my time. Exactly. So if you don't just set yourself apart with sending in a paper resume, imagine how you set yourself apart with a thank you note. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the, um, the, the, comp, the training that you did with the girls was the one that I sat in on last year as a junior, junior achievement? That's one of them. That's, That's one, one of them. them. Yeah. So I also teach at the Lancaster Lab and IU. I also just did it. Okay. I, I do career days everywhere. Um, I but I actually... I know I, we're going to sidetrack here a little bit, but... Yeah. Junior achievement. Yeah. So the, the, I sat with four girls at that and I got four thank you cards back from them. Um, but then a follow-up from that, I had told them I was going back to England and I would send them some things from England. So I did. <gasps> And I only got one thank you note back for that. Ooh. So that one person is the person that stands out to me. So what Angela's <laughs> talking about is, I'm, I'm just so passionate Sorry, about training. Yeah, we're, <laughs> um, so for the last few years, I've been involved in this special day that Junior Achievement puts on for young women in high school. And it's like, we mm -hmm. we probably won't do it this year because of the coronavirus, because right. schools are probably about to close. <laughs> um, but they bring in hundreds of high school girls mm -hmm. and these are not the honor student girls no. um, these are CMB CMB students. students yeah because the way they see it is if you're honor roll if you're straight A you probably already have support at home you right. probably already have some mm -hmm. basic support skills but it's the middle students the ones who are in the, the middle smile. classes they just kind of skate on through mm -hmm. We bring them in for a day of inspiration with motivational speakers and then businesswomen in the community. Right. And of course, Angela, our business expert, I brought her in to volunteer last mm -hmm. year. So and and we sit down and we and we spend the day teaching budget, finance, mm -hmm. and basic resume. life skills, <laughs> resume, <laughs> thank you notes. I will say, um, yeah, that was the first I started to hear that even my resume skills were outdated. <laughs> like I'm in junior achievement teaching these girls. I'm like, oh, maybe we don't use Times New Roman. I don't know. <laughs> I'm in the Elle Woods days where you do the pink paper and the scent. <laughs> you know. Yeah, don't do that. No. All right, so don't put lipstick on your resume. Yes, no, don't do that. So. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so okay. going back. <laughs> We've got um, Spencer in the house for our podcast. So, oh, yeah. Uh, so, so don't take your dog into a job interview, I would say. Yeah, but this is great. I love it. Yeah. So we've got... Spencer's allowed in here. Spencer's allowed <laughs> on the podcast. All right. So back to resumes. Okay. So you want to set yourself apart. You can, I would say, still submit the way they want you to submit. Right. I think when I talk to employers, um, and Alexandra um, Hammond, who's one of our top experts, the owner mm -hmm. of my girlfriend's wardrobe, right. she has gone through the hiring process several times. She's talked to you about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And one of the struggles she has is... She has a very specific set of procedures on her website if you want to apply. Mm -hmm. And her number one complaint is people do not read the instructions. No, they don't. 
They do not respond. <laughs> if she tells you to respond over email, they'll text her. Yep. Or she'll say, you cannot be under 18. They'll be 16. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so it's they are constantly breaking the few rules and guidelines that she has. And she's like, if you can't follow these instructions to apply for the job, you're not going to follow directions. It's attention to detail. Yeah, it is. It's like somebody putting, I'm detail-oriented on a resume. And they spelled it wrong. (laughs) And they spelled it wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so um, so fonts are a big deal. Yeah, so going back literally from a Africa, software standpoint. Yes, from a software standpoint, and actually quite a few of the tips that we have are really from a st- from a soft a software uh, standpoint because so many companies that's how you have to apply is online, and that's the system that it goes through. So the next, um, so we've talked about the font. Um, when you go to create a resume now online, there are templates. You can use a template if you don't know how to you know, make up your own resume. So a template like back in the day with Microsoft Word where we went to Clippy, kind like of, Clippy yeah, the clipboard yeah. that would help you like, are you writing a resume? This is where you put your name. Yes, this is where this you is where, yes. so when you use a template, you know, that they're good because they do guide you through. However, if you set, if you attach that when you're finished and you save it and you attach that document um, to the, uh, to submit the, submit with the application, the applicant tracking system if you send it in Word, is going to mix up with that hidden um, template. So you're going to see name, and then you're going to see Angela over the top of it. Or maybe it might say name at the side and Angela next to it. But it's like you can't see that on the screen, but when the applicant tracking system sees it, it, it can read that program behind that created the template. Does oh that make sense? Oh my goodness, it does. So what should you do? Should you look at it, but then still create your own? So you can either, you can do that. You could have a blank document and just um, use that as a guideline to create your own. Or even easier is just save that document as a PDF and then send it, submit it as a PDF. So the don't applic- send it as a Word don't document. Don't send it as Word. Mm-hmm. Um, and now a lot of companies, um, especially the agencies, would prefer it in Word because it makes it easier for them to change things around and take out your personal information, things like that. So agencies, as in like your old employment yes. agency, that so you I would ask you to, I would ask you to send me your resume in Word because as as because you I were, would take out certain yeah, information, and you, like you would be advocating on their behalf. Yes, which exactly. is something that you do. Like you can consult with people and help them with their resume. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, what uh, would be personal information that you would remove from an agency standpoint? From an from an employment agency, we would take out um, any of their personal information other like than the name, email, like email phone, 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 address, because we want them to come through us. Yeah. We don't want them to reach out to our clients directly. Well, but you know, and we're going to touch on this when in our next podcast when we talk how to interview. Right. Sometimes you're pulling out private information um, that, like you know, somebody's a parent or things like that, that don't belong in a resume at all, but also don't belong in an interview. They don't belong in an interview either. Yeah. 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 A lot of people are not aware of that. Yeah. So we're definitely going to talk about how to interview, how to protect yourself, what your rights are, at least pertaining in this neck of the woods in Pennsylvania, in the United States. Uh Okay. So hit me next. So what do we have? So we've talked about the font and using a template. Each, um, your resume should be individualized to each job application that you're applying for, because when you look at the job application, the job um, description, there are keywords in there that they're looking for. If they're looking for somebody who's a go-getter, they're looking for somebody who's enthusiastic, or somebody who's a, a great customer service uh, skills. Those are the words. Those are called keywords, and those are the words that you need to put in your resume, so mm-hmm. it reflects the ad. 
Does that make sense? So what you're saying is, if I'm applying for a job and they say they need somebody who's detail-oriented, uh-huh. I don't want to be clever and say, I'm really good with the little things. No, you want to be I want to use the word detail-oriented. I am detail-oriented. Because, because the, the software. System. Yep, the the software is looking for it specifically. For those. Copy that information <laughs> stick it right in your resume. Yep. Yep. Any, any of the words that they've used in their job description, you want to make sure they're mirrored in your resume. Yeah. Because the applicant tracking system is looking for those keywords. Yeah, don't be clever. Don't find the word around. Don't go to the thesaurus. Right. Just use <laughs> the exact words. the same words. Yeah, oh don't, my gosh. You know, don't steal their entire paragraph. <laughs> but, you know, you need those keywords in there for sure. This um, is so crazy helpful. If I, you it, don't put these in and if you don't do the right font style, the applicant tracking system will kick it out. It will never make it on the hiring manager's desk. Really? Yeah. And, then, and a hiring manager only looks at a resume for between five and eight seconds, that's how much they give it when they glance over it. So and it they better, start top bottom. So it needs to stand out and it needs to have those keywords. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, We're going to get you through this software <laughs> filtered process. Okay. So um, the next tip, one I wasn't expecting. Errors and acronyms? Um, oh, d- oh, yes. Okay. We'll Errors go, and acronyms. We're, we're moving <laughs> no on. Photos, on. We <laughs> no photos. We are. No photos. Which we'll go back. We'll go back. No photos. So that was a Why thing. would somebody put photos in a resume? It was a thing back in like the early 2000s. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe if somebody was in a specific field like I think pharmaceutical that, sales. I think that it used to be that um, some uh, hiring people so please include a photo. Maybe yeah, because maybe if you were in sales, they wanted to make sure that you looked that you could present um, yourself well. Right. So I um, yeah. And some industries are notorious for that. I mean, but that's discrimination. Yeah. You can't do that. It is. But hey, it is what it is. <laughs> but you like, want to get in front yeah. of that person on paper first. Yeah. So you know, let's. Yeah, crazy discrimination. You would know right. somebody's race. You would know if uh-huh. somebody was trans. Like possibly. Like oh my gosh. Right. But yeah, oh, totally could see that happening. Though. So no photos on your resume. Yeah, <laughs> I mean no photos. Applicant tracking would definitely kick that out because it yeah. wouldn't understand what's. Well, hopefully there. in twenty twenty, not like a ton of employers are still asking for that. But we all know there's a lot of outdated employers. Now the only exception for that would maybe be um, if you're looking for an acting job and they want a, a headshot. I would think that if you are a studio company, you would find a way to receive headshots. Right. It would be separate and not in Yes, that would, yeah. So yeah. if you're separate if you're action. applying to be an actor or something specific like that and they ask for photos, just don't put it embedded into the resume. Right. Like if you're like, oh, it's probably a better idea to have it in the resume, don't because of the software. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I would say if you um, are applying for a job and they want to see a photo in your resume, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. Maybe okay. talk to Angela, find I'm an attorney, <laughs> but talk to somebody <laughs> about find an like, attorney. Yes, yeah, find some attorneys. <laughs> uh, you know, make sure that one, this is a job you still want to pursue and, and what your, your rights are, but that should be a red flag right there. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Okay. All right. So errors and acronyms. Yeah. So you have this lovely resume and you send it off and it had 20 spelling errors in it. That's not going to, you know, mm-hmm. African track is going to pick that up. And if that doesn't get picked up, then the hiring person is going to pick that up. And, um, you know, it has to be, you know, use spell check mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or have another friend proofread your resume for you. Um, two sets of eyes, three sets of eyes are always a good idea. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I know I've written things myself and I've read it back three times and thought it was great, passed it over to my husband. Hey, could you check that? And he's picked up something that I didn't see because we often don't see our own errors. Oh, we don't. And do you ever do those things that you read where they they have a paragraph and every word 
is jumbled. Yes, and you can read it. You can still read uh-huh. it because we as can. As long look. as the first letter and the last letter are correct, the ones, mm-hmm. the letters in between. So they don't matter. Like our yeah. brains can compute that. So if you've written a resume and you've had an error, your brain's just going to compute it the way. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So acronyms. Um, so customer service representative. If that's in the body of the job application, you need to write it out in full in your resume, not CSR. You need to write customer service representative. Yeah. Now, if you want to, you can put CSR in brackets. Um, parentheses. Parentheses. Sorry, we say American parentheses in, in America. Parentheses. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In England, we say brackets. Um, so you need you can put that in brackets. Um, that's okay. But as long as the word the, the word is written out in full in, full. in the body. So what we're talking about, if you don't know what an acronym is, and you, you don't necessarily have to, um, but if you don't know what an acronym is, it is a um, abbreviation of a longer term. So right. Pennsylvania Department of Transportation. That's a good example. Would be like AKA PennDOT. So if you worked for PennDOT. What you would put in your resume is Pennsylvania Department oh, of Transportation, Transportation. parentheses, <laughs> or brackets, PennDOT. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So that way, no matter what, it, the information gets through. Right. And, and again, again, that's the applicant tracking system yeah. needs to be able to read it. Yeah. I mean, if you're in so. Pennsylvania and you're an employer in Pennsylvania, you know what PennDOT is. Like, that's how we that's yes. how we refer to it. But it's about getting you through that software. Right. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> I love this. So I, I, before we get into the next point. <laughs> I have a bu- I have a business degree from the University of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Cracked me up that I had a business communications class where we talked about. Now this is on the college level, so my college level I mean like people still beer bonging, going into the workforce <laughs> for the first time. We actually had a class, and it cracks me up that we had to have this, where the professor had a whole lesson where she said, "Let's talk about your email address, your phone number, voicemail." Oh yes, um, voicemail. Um, so number one, you need to have a professional email address. Mm-hmm. So I had a girlfriend who her email was sexy, her last name, 6969 at yahoo.com. Yep, that's going to get you a job. Yeah, don't. <laughs> It'll get you a different kind of job. Yep. <laughs> so do, if, yeah. you know, if that's the job you're going for, that one might work. Yeah. Um, so your email address should not have words sexy, booty, um, hot mama. <laughs> hot mama. Take, like, it should be your name. Mm-hmm. However you can do your name and take out your birth year. I see that yes. all the time. Yes. So, like, I'll know somebody like, you know, and obviously you weren't born in this year, but like Angela Stever, 58, mm-hmm. if I, at, at yahoo.com. And that's not your email. But if I saw that on a resume, I'm like, Angela was born in 1958. No, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no. But that would mean that Angela's in her 60s. Right. And that could easily discriminate. Yeah, um, because people are going to... People could. They shouldn't, but they do. Yeah. Um, so what it's about is this is about getting you to the next level. Right. Going from the resume to the phone interview, the phone interview to the interview, mm-hmm. interview to getting the job, getting the job to keep the job. Right. Those are the steps. And I would recommend if you're um, actively looking for work that you create a an email specifically just for job applications and responses. Because, you know, if you use an email that you're currently using, mm-hmm. let's say your current email is, is nice. It is angelastever at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm using that for all my mail. And now I'm looking for work. Well, I might, there's a chance I might miss that interview um, offer because it, went, it got mixed in with all of my other emails. Yeah, or maybe I mean, it went into spam. So if you create 
a separate email just purely for your job. So you could put the no spam filter. Right. You shouldn't be getting bed you bath and beyond coupons because yeah. it's just purely for. That's a brilliant idea. You know, from you know, I had built my career doing wedding photography, and that was always a thing that they told couples when you were yes. getting married: create a new email because if you go to a bridal show, you go to anything like that, you're going to get spammed by everything mm-hmm. in the industry. It'll destroy exactly. your life. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, I if you're feel like everything from job applications, then you're doing everything right. <laughs> if you open your email and you've got 25 emails there, mm-hmm. and you only, you know, sent your applications out yesterday, then you, then your resume is great. <laughs> yeah. And so, from the email, let's hit the the phone voicemail real quick. So yes. the same thing. I cannot believe in a college class that we had to have a professor say to us, and I knew people who were like this because you know it's college, right? And she was like, "You need to have a professional voicemail because mm-hmm. if you get that phone." call and if it goes to voicemail you don't want the voicemail to be like yo hit me up i'm out at the bar you know music some people have songs oh my god that is so 2003 (laughs) stop having songs in your voicemail not professional no it needs to be very clear it needs to state your name um you know hi this is angela i'm sorry i'm not available right now please leave your detailed message with a name and number and i promise i'll get back to you as quickly as possible yes something like that and we know most people are using cell phones and most numbers are going to come through and it's a given if somebody leaves a voicemail that you can call them back you still say that like because what if what if some there was some glitch what if you had a tough time calling somebody back or was somebody calls you back from um you know a big company a general office line and they don't think to leave you the direct number right like whatever that could be just what i always suggest is step outside Mm-hmm. Take the the ten thousand view. If you are a stranger looking at your resume, mm-hmm. will you understand it? Would some, right. would can anybody understand what you have listed here? Right. If somebody called your voicemail, what kind of impression would that be making on them? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, another thing as well. Going back to the resume, it should be in reverse chronological order. Um, okay. So what that means is starting with the previ- the, the last job that you had. Mm-hmm. Or if you're still in that, it can say, um, you know, 2018 to, that, to present. To present, right? yes. Yeah. And then it should go in reverse order. What happens if you have a big gap? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> yeah. um, so there are two ideas on this. You can actually be honest and put, you know, um, homemaker or taking care of el- of um, uh, an elderly person because mm-hmm. that's honest. Um, mm-hmm. Or you can change up the way that you do your resume by putting in all the information of the positions that you had and then putting the dates down at the bottom in which company in reverse order. So that, that oh. makes it less apparent that there was a gap. So actually, that's so interesting. I've never seen that. So yeah. you're saying like somebody would say, say they had four jobs. You would have the you know job A, B, C, D. And then down at the bottom... Job A, these years. B, these years. C, yes. these years. Kind of. So when people are going top to bottom, they're not necessarily seeing, oh, wait, well, w- w- what about this five-year gap right yeah, here? Yeah, so the, the, the top part would be more about the things that you, um, your job that you were doing and your accomplishments and anything that you achieved, um, your different duties throughout the different jobs. And then at the bottom would be the company names and the dates that you work there. It just kind of takes away from um, easily seeing a, a five-year gap. Wow. But as long as you're honest about why there's a gap, um, you know. But there's, there are. Employers do understand that, especially uh, as women, you know, we take time. I took 10 years out to be a stay-at-home mom. 
but you, you know, you do have the right to not disclose that you're a mother. Yes, absolutely. And that is something we're going to talk about in the next podcast, Mm -hmm. because there are reasons um, that you may have missed, that you may have gap years, that you don't necessarily want to share. Exactly. Because an employer can't ask, do you have children? Nope. But if you disclose that you have children, then they have full rights to yes. say, well, how, how are you going to handle when the how kid's sick? How old are they? Tell me about your children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you going to come into work mm-hmm. um, when they have an in-service day? Right. What's your child care? Yeah. Can you work out? You know, like, that's that raises a whole red flag, sadly, exactly. to say that, you know, if, if to me, it's all about making you the most um, appealing hire. Mm-hmm. Employers want the hassle-free employee. Yes. They want whoever's going to make their life easiest. So if they look at applicant A and they see no potential red flags and they look at applicant B and they're like, well, I don't know. She's a single mother of three. Mm-hmm. What happens when the kids get sick? I need somebody in here. And this is horrifying. I mean, it, it's horrifying to have these conversations. That's true. But it's true. And this would apply also to um, going when you're transitioning. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be discussing that in an interview. Because yeah. that's telling them that you may be having time off for doctor visits, surgeries, things yeah. like that. So you don't open the, the door. You don't open the door. You don't <laughs> no, open the door. Because you they keep can't it. ask. If the door is shut, they can't ask, can I open the door? <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot here. And we're definitely going to tackle this on the next okay. podcast where we're going to get into interviews. I'm going to give like a quick, a quick highlight, though, to my mother. Um... So we just said, potential red flag, single working mom. If there are employers out there, say I wrote back, I don't know why I keep referencing like college as though it wasn't (laughs) decades ago. Um, But uh, my mother used to be an employer of a factory. Mm -hmm. So blue collar, it was her family's business. She hired all single working moms. The entire shop ah. and these women, and that's why I've been a forklift driver since I've been 16. These women drove forklifts. Mm-hmm. They um, worked with, you know, 100-gallon barrel drums. They lifted 50-pound boxes. They were covered in dirt at the end of the day. These were, this wasn't just blue-collar work. Mm-hmm. This was, like, hard labor. Like, these women were fierce. And what was so phenomenal, I wrote a paper about it, and my professor, like, died. He was like, this is such a brilliant <laughs> strategy. So if anybody out there is thinking, I don't want to hire single-working moms, my mother had the most loyal the employees. Most hardworking people. <laughs> they are. They are. And my mother, who had also, you know, for a time was a single working mother, these women knew if my child is sick, I can go. Because yes. that was the policy. My mother had the policy you're a mom first, and in an emergency, you go take care of your what kids. A lovely mom. She had the most fierce, loyal, mm-hmm. hardworking workforce because those women were beyond grateful to have that level of support Mm -hmm. and to have the ability to support their family. And they knew they were never going to get another job like that in this area at that time for that pay. Smart lady. Yeah. So whereas some people may see red flags, there is a brilliance there. Same thing within our last podcast, we talked Mm -hmm. about Sally. You know, the, you know, Sally, our, our trans woman that you helped get hired. Mm -hmm who became a favored employee that when the company had to downsize, even though they should have had the last one in the door, the first one out. She wasn't. She wasn't. They they fired, they let go of long-term employees before they let go of her. Right. 
Because, you know, there's something about when you've got to fight to get that job. Exactly. You will do everything you can to keep that job. So there is a benefit to hiring the person who may seemingly have a red flag. Right. Yeah, if the potential's there. But we're saying that from an employer standpoint. From an employee standpoint, if you're going in for the hire, we're going to do everything we can, share all the information we can to get you in that door and get you hired. So we're going to cover up the red flags. Even though they may be bonuses to you, we're going to do the best to get you <laughs> through that door. So right. we don't want to put anyone in a position where they can say but no to you. being a female in this, in, in looking for work is, is already um, one thing that we have against us, just, yeah. just being female. Yeah. So when, when, when we're talking to, you know, a trans, a woman. trans woman, you have other obstacles. So, we, you know, we want to make sure that you're putting, again, like you've said, as your best foot forward because mm-hmm. you only have a short amount of time to make that happen. Well, and let's be honest. If you are somebody who, say, has had the same job for 20 years, mm-hmm. you're transitioning, say you happen to lose your job and you are back out on the market, the stuff you talked about with the software that's out uh, there that's reading resumes, yeah. that's not something somebody... 20 years ago would even know about now. I didn't know about it. <laughs> you know? Um, so, I mean, this is this is really pertinent information. Uh-huh. Angela, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing this. I'm like, my mind is just blown. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so scared for my... Like, if I if I ever have to, like, go apply for another job, you are the first person that I am calling <laughs> to, like, get me up to date because I now realize how dated. And I don't like to think of myself as getting older, but my right. information's dated, for sure. Yeah, I'm learning all the time, too. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I love because this is your business. Mm-hmm. Your business is helping people. Yeah. Helping them with personal projects, helping them with executive projects Mm -hmm. at home, at work, helping them get hired or helping them hire. Yes. You're just the all around. Girl Friday. Girl Friday. (laughs) Girl Friday concierge (laughs) services. Angela Siever, if they want to get in touch with you, how can they? Uh, So you can email me at girlfriday.pa at yahoo.com or you can call me 717-329-6300. Two, three. Please leave me a message. Often I'm working for a client and I don't answer my phone while I'm working um, for another client. So please leave a message and I promise I will get back to you at my earliest convenience. Angela, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Um, next time you come on, we're going to talk interviews. Okay. Next step. Uh, listeners, thank you so much. It is because of people like you that we're able to make these podcasts possible. So if you believe in our mission of outreach, education, and support for the transgender community. Please sign up as a patron. For $9 a month, you can have exclusive access to the Cassandra Storm solo videos. You can watch all these interviews. You can listen for free. Anyone can listen for free because we want this information out there. But if you want to see Angela, if you want to see (laughs) my logo on the wall that she's criticizing. (laughs) No script funds. Isn't this beautiful? I but, thought Cass painted it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Welcome into, it. like, we're, we are in the My Feminine Heart studio. Um, but, yeah, so you can have access to everything, plus discounts and special offers from our top experts. And if you ever need access, um, any support on the business end, on the personal end, to this very trans-friendly woman <laughs> business expert, Angela Stever, <laughs> That girl Friday, (laughs) our girl Friday uh, concierge service. I'm getting a little tongue tied. Um, You can have it. So, thank you, listeners. MyFeminineHeart.com. Hope you all have a great day and that you're all happily and healthily employed. (laughs) Have a good one. 
Join our mission of outreach, education, and support for the transgender community at MyFeminineHeart.com.